Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again. Always a pleasure. Uh, hey, uh, it's a new year. Happy New Year. Hope everything's uh, worked out well for the holidays and you're excited about the prospects for uh, the, the new decade ahead of us. Uh, to get you started, who would be better for us to talk to than Reb Risty, the head rebel at Rebel Marketing? And today we're going to talk about uh, some of the ideas and strategies that you can implement, marketing strategies that is, uh, for 2020. So, uh, Reb, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. <laughs> Hi, thanks, Bill. And Happy New Year to you, too. I'm really excited um, for 2020. It's here. <laughs> Boy, who, who would have thought, right? I mean, it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm old enough to have been really excited about uh, 1999 turning into 2000, and here we are 20 years later. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> So so much has changed. Can you imagine? I mean, it's, it's so much has changed in just the last 20 years, Reb. So I'm I'm excited to hear about uh, what's what we can be thinking about for marketing strategies. Um, before we get into that, tell us, uh, uh, listeners who might not have heard your your earlier interview, which was fantastic. By the way, we got a lot of great comments. Um, Thank you. Tell Thank tell you. us a little bit about what you do at Rebel Marketing and uh, and why you're the head rebel. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, so Rebel Marketing, we're a B2B marketing firm, and, um, you know, we do full service, but last year, actually before last year, we really decided to focus on video marketing. We saw the trend and the market really moving into video and content. I mean, content's always been a really strong um, core strategy for any marketing program, but we identified that video was really kind of up and coming. And now that we're in 2020, there's no question that it is the leading form of content and the research is really behind that. And so what Rebel does is we take our years of experience from the senior team. Um, we've got our senior digital strategist who's really strong, you know, on the digital side, um, our senior marketing director who was actually internal product marketing at Apple for seven years and then me. And we really try to build strategy for our clients, utilizing video um, content and then helping them distribute that in a way that gets them um, really good value as well as helps their businesses grow. So that's kind of what we're doing a little differently. I see a lot of video production companies doing video, but not a lot of firms that are really owning the whole process and helping their clients take it from strategy to production to distribution. Right. Yeah, good point. I mean, it, it's a, not that old of an industry, 
um, and it's really become so mainstream. You know, there's this thing called YouTube that's just a fad. It's not going to stick around for very long, but um, it, it hasn't, hasn't it become, uh, I believe I heard it, you know, it's owned by Google, obviously. It's, it's, it's uh, among the top, if not the top, search engine in the world now. It is, and it really is the top search engine for people who are trying to learn. If you're trying to educate yourself and learn, that's where people go. People are visual. They um, learn better when they're able to see and hear and then um, practice, you know, what's being taught to them. So uh, video and YouTube, it's such a powerful tool, and it is amazing to me how many businesses haven't figured that out, and it's still fairly inexpensive. You know, um, for example, there's a Cisco research study that says by 2022, which is only two years away now, that 80% of all content on the Internet is going to be video. And imagine that, trying to get through all of that. And so if you start today, you're going to be so much further ahead than other businesses. And I know that it's worked for our clients. It's working for us. We've seen, you know, just the uptake in being able to, you know, one of the things that businesses struggle with, right, is communicating to their customers in a clear, engaging, and a meaningful way. And video helps you really cut through that clutter. And mm-hmm. at Rebel, you know, we created this step-by-step integrated program that helps um, start the strategy and then helps them, you know, build their brand and grow to the next level with video. And I think it's a powerful, powerful tool for sure. Yeah, I think the one question a lot of business owners um, are, tr- are str- struggling with is how do I how do I make a video? How do I personalize my brand and my experience with a video? Uh, and, and you know, as we've seen, uh, sometimes it has it has nothing to do with your brand. It just you're creating a memory in someone's mind, uh, like the Geico gecko as an example. What does that have to do with insurance, <laughs> right? Not much, right? But but it's, no, it's, it creates a, right. So t- tell us about yeah. that. How do you personalize a brand and the experience? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we all love to have Geico's budget. Um, but even if you don't have a Geico size budget, personalizing is. A, I mean, just the fact that you would put yourself or your executive team on camera right there immediately, people have a personal connection. They get to see you. They're hearing you. Speak and they, you're building trust with them before they even get to meet you. Um, another way, you know, to personalize as well, um, whether you're doing it video or your website, your messaging is really bringing that down to the local level. So, um, for example, we've got a, a commercial real estate company that we're working with, and they are now trying to build localized campaigns where they're. For example, their offices here in San Diego, instead of just saying, you know, we provide commercial real estate, we provide commercial real estate in San Diego, we're the San Diego experts, and really showing your audience that you care for them at their level in their own communities, and then video just pumps that up in a way that, um, like I said, people get to meet you before they even get to meet you, and I think that's an incredible way to um, connect with people and personalize your brand. Okay, point well taken there. Uh, a big question I think a lot of people have is again, should I be should I be talking about me or should I be talking about you when, when I'm talking to <laughs> you know what's most effective? And, and another question I have is what's what's the optimal length? It seems like our our uh, you know our we have very 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 our short attention, attention span. spans these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it, it, it depends. I think, um, you know, one to two minutes if you're talking about something specific and you've got valid points, right? So um, you, I, I'm trying to remember. So your first question was to like, – Well, for instance, like I've been doing this for 50 years, like, would be one statement, <laughs> would be like as opposed to you're going to be doing this for the first time, you can't afford to get it wrong. Those are two <laughs> two examples of statements, right? Opening statements. Which one's right. stronger? Right. Um, the one you can't afford to do this wrong. I think, you know, a little bit of kind of setting people um, expectation, like, wow, I should listen to this. That's kind of, I don't want to say it's creating fear, but it's a little bit of a failure point. Um, you know, one of the things that we follow is the story brand methodology, and um, Donald Miller talks about that, that you do want to express to people what happens if they don't use your product and service. And that's actually a great, great example of, yeah, if you don't do this, you may fail. And so I like to think, though, if you're just getting started in video, the best way is just to introduce yourself, going back to personalizing your brand. Like, who are you, what do you do, and why do you do it? And then talking about from the customer's perspective, what are their pain points, and how do you help them in a very succinct, easy way so that they can identify, um, yeah, that's the product or that's the service that's going to help me, and these are the people that understand my problem. So always coming from the customer's point of view is going to help you um, get that message across faster and easier for them. Okay, I get it. it but, you know, it sounds, it sounds logical. However, uh, uh, one thing <laughs> I had, I'm wondering is it seems like humor trumps uh, – well, it seems like – I don't want to use that <laughs> word. It seems like, <laughs> it seems like humor uh, overrides all of those strategies these days in, in some of the big brands out there. How important is hum is humor in your uh, in your marketing advertising? You know, humor is a fine line, right? You can be very funny, or you can easily offend people and not re you know realize you're going to do this. So, I think humor should be a part of your personality and brand. If you're a funny person, you know, Bill, you're outgoing, you like to tell jokes, and that's a part of who you are. Then I think that can come through, and I'll be very sincere and honest, but if it's something that you're going to have to force yourself to do, I'd probably stay away from it um, just because at the end of the day, the consumer wants to see the real you and you can only be yourself, right? So um, I think there are some things you can, you know, fold in, but uh, again, just being yourself, um, starting with what you, what you understand the customer's pain points are, are going to get a lot mm -hmm. further. And then once you get comfortable, maybe throw in some humor. But I think, um, especially on the professional level, it's probably not a comfort zone that a lot of people have. Please not to get on video right away. Yeah, and don't try to be funny if you're not funny. <laughs> yes. Ask your ask your um, husband or wife. They'll know. <laughs> yes, they'll be honest. So, find someone honest. <laughs> find someone honest. And, and, of course, that's that's if you are the brand, right? So if, if you are a, a professional and you're, you're selling your experience. But in, in many cases, again, we've seen brands come out with um, – they're they're non-personal. It's you know we don't know. I don't know who the president of back to Geico. I don't know who the president of Geico is. All I know is the gecko, and they have some funny commercials, right? And so they're trying to get us to to like to like them, 
the brand, right? And some brands yep. will use, you know, we help um, for every pair of shoes you buy, we give a pair to a, a, a child in need, right? Those types of things, right? So, so some are socially responsible. So we have all these facets of marketing that we didn't have back in the, uh, it didn't seem like we, had, well, I guess we've always had the soap opera, you know, kind of thing, right? So um, commercial. <laughs> but now we're talking about personal branding and personal ways, and it, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, why aren't more businesses doing video, Reb? You know, I think it's just the fear factor, you know. Um, and I think just really quick to you know, your previous comment about Geico and some of the larger companies is that they have strategically positioned themselves. You know, they've made that part of their messaging. And so I think if you are at a corporate level, again, it, it is going back to what is the strategy of the, the company, the corporation, are they trying to be, you know, more socially responsible? Is that something their audience is um, keying into? Or is their audience looking for that humor? Um, they're trying to take something dry like insurance and making it funny. So I think those just go back to strategy. And then when you look at video, it is something, um, especially at the small to medium-sized company level, it's a fear factor because usually the owner or the CEO is very much the face of the company. So mm -hmm. they have to be the one getting on camera or the executive team, finding somebody that's at that authoritative level. And it's just um, getting comfortable on camera. They don't know where to start. They think it's going to be expensive, you know, and there really are programs like the ones that we put together where we've really created turnkey step-by-step um, -step processes that allow the video pro process not to be so onerous and we can make it at a budget that's more friendly for small to medium-sized businesses. And yeah, but the biggest thing is just the fear. So we work with a really amazing media coach here that helps coach our on-camera um, clients as well as executives. Um, she does a lot with just presentations and speaking as well. So it's helping people get comfortable. But if you do have a solid strategy behind what you're doing these videos for, then that will really bring along the team and the business because it's really folding into the whole overall strategy for the company. That's excellent. And, you know, I, I would imagine there are, um, there are steps uh, first creating awareness and then if you want to create a different message. And, and I'm thinking specifically of a, a certain attorney in, uh, in the Los Angeles area who started off with kind of a sincere message and then kind of turned into the superhero kind of funny kind of a message uh, about, you know, how they, they, they triumph where others fail, you know, kind of a superhero kind of a thing. So obviously at some point they turned from, okay, everybody knows who we are now. Let's, let's in, let's make people laugh a little bit about it and, and, uh, and maybe open up another uh, segment of the audience. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great example. I think once you start getting comfortable and it does take a few, a few tries and a few videos, no one's ever going to get it, you know, hundred percent right out of the gate. But once you do start get, start filming and you start getting comfortable, then you can start, yeah, adding in more personality and doing things that are more fun. Um, so I love to hear that people are doing that. And I, and I definitely think in our, in our uh, culture and our society today, people have a more freedom like that. It doesn't have to be this dark corporate video. You can have fun. So don't forget that. That's great. And so, you know, I, I would, 
encourage anybody listening that this this is not for a, a do-it-yourself kind of a project because, again, <laughs> think of all the things we've just talked about, you know, the different nuances, the different aspects, who you really are. Um, some of those uh, should be, you know, figured out by someone who's got experience in this in this field. So, so there you go, Reb. That's that's my commercial for you. Um, <laughs> how how do now? Uh, and I, I'm going to give you one question before we get into this. We have a lot of owners that listen to this sh- show in particular that are thinking about positioning their company for sale or succession into the next generation. And yeah. um, it, it, a lot of them have a personal kind of a name. It might be their name, for instance, in the company, the Joe Jones Company, as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they want to transition it and and create more of a sustainable type of a thing. Should they be thinking about transitioning? Because I see a lot of this to the JJ Company or you know some kind of a uh, uh, a non personal brand. And and then if they do that, how do they transition that into their um, into their methodologies? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great question, and yeah, understanding a little bit about your audience. Um, you know, we talked about brand and building in the video, focusing on video, but it really is about your brand, and you know, whether you're, um, you know ready to let the next generation take over or you're looking for sale or acquisition, your brand is a very important part of that, right? What, what makes you stand out? Just like you asked me before, what makes Rebel stand out? You know, there's hundreds of other agencies doing similar things, but what makes us stand out is being able to, th- you know, um, talk with you, Bill, and do thought leadership, um, using social media and putting ourselves out there um, with content like video. Those are types of strategies in your marketing today as you build them up that will help position you later when you are ready for a sale or succession planning that makes your company stand out and says to the next generation, this is the company we want to take over, you know, JJ Corporation. Um, they have such a great legacy. Um, J Jones himself, you know, is an incredible thought leader. These are things that are going to make your company so much more valuable and really stand out when people are looking at looking at you in in that type of environment. So, um, putting Excellent. your marketing strategies today will help later on in the future. Yeah, maybe you could give a, a guideline rule of thumb, just generally, how long should that process? Of, of transitioning your brand, maybe maybe you you uh, come out with a new brand, uh, a new logo, a new look. How long should you allow for that to take in the general public with with a good marketing and, and uh, awareness campaign to transition um, from your previous brand? Is that yes? Yeah, as you, as you move from one brand to another. Got it. You know that's. Oh, that's actually a hard question. It's a good question. Um, you know, I would say a lot of brands are probably looking at, you know, nine to 12 months before they really start seeing some traction. And it depends mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. how, yeah, how quickly you want to move on that. If you're, you know, um, not not necessarily needing to, you know, go hard, 
I would say you're probably looking at a full year if you're just doing some organic things, you know, readjusting and updating your brand across different platforms and with your different audiences. If you do want to accelerate that, then you do need to go into some paid campaigns, whether that be, um, you know, PPC, focusing on key terms, trying to, you know, drive traffic to your website and um, your brand building there. Um, also on social. So there's ways to accelerate that through paid campaigns, but I would say realistically you're looking at nine to 12 months before your brand, your new brand will see some real recognition where you can say people like, Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the, um, not the JJ, you know, corporation, but it's now the Tom. They start calling you that. They start calling you a new name. Right. Right. And and that's, that's important for our listeners because a lot of them are considering that transition and, you know, maybe the company needs to, to refresh, but they should be thinking about that plenty early, it sounds like. Um, one, one other question I have for you is that, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners, again, are positioning themselves for sale or acquisition. And in, in doing so, they may, need, they may need to think about how they can um, create awareness in, uh, within their industry um, like they never have before so that they can position themselves to a, maybe a strategic buyer, a much larger buyer in the industry. Um, how important is it to use uh, m- uh, marketing campaigns to, to build that awareness so that they can prepare and position themselves for that sale or acquisition? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really important. Again, you know, it's how do you differentiate and stand out from the crowd? And I do think um, that you know, investment firms or other organizations that are looking at you to buy, they are looking at you on the digital landscape. So what, where do you appear, you know, in search? What are you doing on your social? Um, do you have a good cultural environment? Is that coming through, you know, through your social and your digital presence, as well as offline activities as well? You know, are your executives out and speaking in the community? Are you doing some, you know, nonprofit social community building? So all of those things do add up. And I think if you are getting ready for sale or acquisition, you should look strongly at what you're doing on your brand building and your marketing efforts because you really want to position yourself strong for that potential sale or potential, you know, um, buyer. And to do that, let's face it, we're all looking online. And that's really where they're going to get that impression of your strength and your ability to move the market and move the community. Well, I hope our listeners were sitting there with a a pen and a pad to write down those questions you just asked, because I think you just came up with a wonderful checklist for our listeners to really be thinking about how, you know, what should I be doing? How can I be prepared? And I think what comes across, Reb, in talking with you as, as, uh, as before, is your, your level of imagination and expertise in this area to help people. And that's really what's required here is, is, uh, is not just a, a cookie-cutter approach to marketing. And, uh, and that's what you get at Rebel Marketing. So how do our listeners get in touch and find out more uh, about um, of what you can do for them or, or get some ideas? Yeah. Well, first, thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. We do try. I try my best to be creative. 
if somebody does want to uh, talk with me or learn more about Rebel Marketing, they can just go to Rebel, R-E-B-L, uh, no E, R-E-B-L, marketing.com. Or you can email direct, directly to me at Reb at rebelmarketing.com or call me, 619-723-0297. Terrific. And you can be followed. You're, you're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all under the same uh, the same call letters that is R E B L marketing, uh, which again you're you're walking the talk you're walking your walk here, <laughs> walking your talk whatever it is, uh, but by having consistency <laughs> throughout it. all of those. <laughs> One other thing I want to point out is that that Reb is a um, Vistage speaker. So for many of you that are listening are Vistage members or chairs, and uh, you you need a speaker who can come in and talk to your group about what they can be doing in 2020 consider getting in touch with Reb. So Reb, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And uh, you can come back at any time. Uh, love to have you back and uh, hear about more marketing tips for our business owners. Wonderful. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 